The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And of course, make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact and sweat out your bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy-ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 180. Sounds like a dart score, 180. Um, I'm, I close the screen who I'm going to uh, dedicate this to. I, I would be your one of your hosts, Jeff Chalksfox, the chalkiest picker around. Um, I'm going to call up some of our reviews because... Um, Sadly, we got reviews, but they weren't about me. Uh, <laughs> they were about that chuckling guy. One of them um, was titled Gumby, five stars, a real god. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Gabri- Gabriel97. That's um, much appreciated. And then we had another one, five stars. Gumby is a savant is the <laughs> is the title. This one from um, my favorite part of this one is Jeff does a fine job of setting him up, him being Gumby. <laughs> but my guy has otherworldly knowledge of MMA. Maybe that's why they call him Gumby God. So yeah, I'm the setup God, man apparently. God, Thank you, God, Pierce J. God spelt with a W. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um. The oh, fine. J- just talk. This Shout out Pierce J. Shout out Pierce J. <laughs> yeah. The best part is me basically backhand compliment. Right. That's your favorite part, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot that I like about it. <laughs> oh, so this is if um. If this Gumby God that we pray to, if he does have scripture, then basically this is um, one of the episodes where we write the scripture because this is a Dana White Contenders, Contender Series episode. Yeah. Yeah. These are yeah. the fun ones. I mean, yeah, they, you, the, you nailed it. These are the fun ones. Yeah. These are the ones where I don't know too much about religion, but, you know, scripture and all that stuff. This is, these are the ones where um, where Dan makes uh, makes his money, makes us lots of money. Um, last week, made us the money um this week he's gonna make us some money hopefully so uh we're gonna jump into the second week of the west contender series some tuesday night the gen action for you after i tell you about when make sure you get down on wins bet fifty dollars win two hundred dollars promotion where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you up to two hundred dollars in free bets and if you're betting baseball you have to check out win bet the reduced juice and baseball games makes them the best place to bet mlb and if you listen to this in time, July 31st, this ends the Ultimate Fantasy Football Experience. Bet $500 or more on sports or casino before, I guess, the end of today, July 31st. You can enter to win the Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft Experience at Encore Beach Club, including two nights stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-Bet to claim your free bet today, or free bets, plural, today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, you'll probably hear us talking a lot about the Discord today. If you're not into the SGPN Discord, which basically if you don't know about Discord, if you're old like me, it's like a message board where you can uh, chat with fellow Degens, and we have um, channels on there for every subject underneath the sun, um, especially fights is the one you're probably interested in. 
that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Get in there, talk with the gang. And if you make an impression on us, you, you may have an episode uh, dedicated to you. Um, if you really want an episode dedicated to you, uh, put in a review saying something nice about me, not about guns. <laughs> uh, and when you're online doing that, use IP Vanish because, like, talk about how smoothly I transition from from um, sponsor <laughs> to sponsor. Do that because IP Vanish. Uh, while you're doing that, use IP Vanish because did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you are streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your, your privacy back today with the brand rate of 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. If they had Gumby working for them, they would be 5 out of 5. Uh, so go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. This is ipvanish.com slash SGP. Right, Gumby's not just here uh, to ensure that the show I'm, I'm employed on gets five-star reviews. Um, no, he's here to make winning picks for Dana White Contender Series. And he came through last week a little below um, what we expected of you, Dan. Uh, you only hit 75% instead of 80 no, I, I always miss one. Remember, we talked about it's that. Because like, last, last year we had some events that had six, and I went five yeah, out of six. And, and we had we had some with four, and I went three out of four. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right where I thought I would be. Yeah, so a fight fell off, and then you whiffed on the fight that you predicted you whiffed on. So it was kind of easy. Uh, it, you, you took a big stab at a plus 180. So, dog. So that wasn't a... It wasn't crazy that that person lost. Um, he also didn't look good in that fight. But anyhow, um, ne- no one looked good. Did. Neither of them no. did in that fight, dude. Like, yeah. Dennis Bazookia just like, I mean, like got controlled by a guy who was one dimensional. So like, yep. you can you can blame the guy who was one dimensional, but you can also blame the guy who got, you know, largely nullified by somebody who was one dimensional. Yep. Um, they made their daddy, Dana, very upset at them, other than uh, Body Bags, Pfeiffer, who who came through and got the only contract in the night. And he was the only one that deserved it, basically, when watching those fights. Yeah, I mean, I I, I liked, I'll say Based this. on performance. Based on performance, I still like Anton Turkali. Uh, yeah, he's like, all right. The pleasure I, man, you mean? Yeah, the pleasure man. I, I would <laughs> say this, like, I, I know people hated on his performance, but he gave the same kind of performance as body bags did only it was grapple heavy. Like it wasn't like he wasn't trying to take the back. It wasn't like he wasn't trying to sink in chokes. It just didn't involve like big, heavy right hands or, you know, like counters or, or like he just was like good wrestling, good grappling transitions to the back, just didn't have a sub finish. Um, and, and like, I, I know this is meant to be like exciting for like a casual viewer sometimes, but like Turkelly had a, a arguably good performance. Now he looked like shit in the couple minutes he was on the feet, but that doesn't usually stop Dana from signing a guy who had a great performance. It was just a grappling performance and he hates those. Um, but body bags uh, may have become pretty close, pretty close to a patron say to the, the podcast on that one, because the discord was all very heavy on body bags. 
and they like him even more after seeing his girlfriend last night on TV. So um, all, all the all the pervs in the discard were. Uh, oh, I didn't even catch wagging. that. I must have missed yeah. that. <laughs> you missed it. They had their tongues wagging over Body Bags' uh, girlfriend. So, um, but yeah, it was it was not a good week for watching fights. It was a good week for for betting fights though. Uh, for Dan, um, thoughts on this week before we jump into your actual picks? Uh, you like where we're headed more with the fighters this week, or are we gonna have another stinker on our hands? I think there's less in terms of like UFC ready talent. Cause I think Turkali is, is, okay. you know, a UFC ready, uh, like heavyweight. Um, last week I, I know Alessandra Casa looked terrible. He, he just like wouldn't put his foot on the gas, but he's more of like a, a UFC ready flyweight than, uh, you know, like than we might see this week. Um, but I think you're going to see more finishing power this week. Uh, and, and more people going for it and not just because people didn't last week, but also because like there are just people with better finishing instinct on, on this week and there are weirder mismatches. So yeah, I like this week to be more exciting, but maybe with less talent. And you think angry dad will, will make fighters fight differently this week as well after his scorch earth uh, speech week one. Yeah, I, I think probably, but like, here's the thing I said last week too. He did that to himself. Like you, you preached this show was like the, the place where people have to go for a finish or else they won't get signed. And then last season yeah. he signed everybody with a pulse, including <laughs> one guy true. who lost. Um, yeah. And like, so like you took that piece out of your show, which was the big appeal of it in the first place. And now when everybody reacted to you taking that out of the show, you're mad about it. Like you're the one who did it, dude. So uh, if he's adding it back, like I'm fine. Like I, I prefer less contracts anyway. Um, yeah. Cause I think you should only hire the people who are actually ready for the UFC. And Pfeiffer is definitely ready for the UFC. Um, yeah. that, that was a fun fight with him and him and Diaz. So um, yeah, like I, I think, more people will get contracts off of this one because more will get fun finishes, but I don't think more are ready. Let's jump into it. Maybe some names that you guys recognize. There are names I recognize, um, surprisingly. So we'll start off with welterweights. Billy Goff, I know that name, versus Simon Smotrinsky. I know that name as well. Is he related to the other Smotrinsky that punches people? I don't know another Smotrinsky. Is there a Dmitry Smotrinsky? No, it's I think that's spelled differently, but I'll get on it. (laughs) Is it? Right. I think so. You get on that while I break down the fight. No, you're thinking of Dimitri, sure people Smol- are Dimitri Smolyakov. Really? Yeah, it's Smolyakov. I, I guess I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking of him, though. So to be fair, so the lifeguard. Right. Well, <laughs> yes. All right. Where was this fight? Um, yeah, that, not positive about the. I'm going off the fight order on topology. So um, the order subject to change, but we'll, we'll start with this. Um, we will tell you about Smotrinsky first, the assassin. Not the baby face assassin, uh, or the baby assassin, just the assassin. He's eight and one, four knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted once. He's 0-1 in the contender series. He lost to Mike Mollat. Yes, correct. Uh, he won via TKO since then. Uh, his one fight since then. He was 2-0 in Bellator also, uh, before all of this contender series stuff. He's two years younger than Goff. He's got four inches of height on him, two inches of reach, plus 200 is the number on him. Goff, Billy Goff, 7-2, five knockouts. He's been knocked out once. Won five straight fights, three straight via knockout slash TKO. He also was 2-0 in Bellator. He was a two-division uh, champion in CES, which is impressive, welterweight and middleweight, because he has fought up at middleweight. He also was a ta- cage titans champ, so he's been a champion um, in fairly big regional promotions. Minus 230 on him. 
So first of all, I, I was on Smotritsky to beat Mike Mollott. Um, he's only 21 years old, and I'm going to pick him again here at plus 200. Mm, really? Um, yeah, here's why. I, I think, first of all, his loss to Mike Mallott doesn't look good, but look at how good Mike Mallott's looked since then. He's only 21 or 20. I think he's 22 maybe now. He's a real young kid. Um, but also, like, he looked really good in his last fight because um, you mentioned he had one bounce back win. That win was over uh, William Catalino. Um, who is, uh, you might remember from being on the Brazilian ultimate fighter. And then he was in the UFC for like three or four fights. Um, so Smotritsky beat the hell out of him. So he's beaten a UFC vet to follow that up. A UFC vet who beat Tiago Santos on the ultimate fighter too, which is worth mentioning. Um, I, I think Smotritsky has got like, he's got like a karate stance. He flicks out his kicks really nicely. His hands are fast. He's sometimes a little bit too patient, but he's really hard to wrestle. Like he's got great defense and great distance. Um, I, and Goff fights at this like really frenetic pace and gets tired kind of easy. Um, you know, you mentioned he's coming off of that win uh, where he won the middleweight title. He beat Justin Sumter, who was on the ultimate or uh, on the contender series rather. Um, and he went up in weight to beat him in that fight. He like, he, he took down Sumter in the, and Sumter's not a great wrestler in the first place, but he took down Sumter in the first round and like immediately moved to Mount. But then within like six seconds after he got Mount, he had his back taken, which is like, it's bizarre how bad that, that offensive grappling could be. And then he came out in the second round and looked tired, like looked actually like pooped out from being reversed so easily and having his back taken and then like having to defend it. I just don't think he can do that against somebody who's higher level than Justin Sumter. And I think Shimon Smotritsky is higher level than, than uh, Sumter is. And in addition to that, I think Goss gas tank is going to be worse going back to welterweight than it was at middleweight. So yeah, I, I don't like jumping out on an underdog so early, uh, especially one. Yes, you do. I mean, like it's not, not for the sake of taking one, but like, I do really like Smotritsky. And here's the other thing. UFC does not give multiple chances to too many people who they don't really believe in. I mean, look at last week. Last week, two guys were getting their second chance. It was Joseph Pfeiffer who won and Dennis Bazookia who won. So, like, the UFC knows when they're giving a guy a second chance, it's because he deserves it. There's a reason Smotritsky's here. Yep. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, the the books aren't onto it yet. So everyone, um, if you believe in the Gumby God, get get your hard earned cash into that. So, um, all right, we move up to the big boys, heavyweights, Waldo Cortez Acosta versus Danilo Suzart. Um, you can never guess what Suzart's nickname is. Dan Danilo, what's his nickname, Dan? Um, I saw this too. Was it was it oh was it like Slim or something like that? No, his nickname's Dan. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, all right. <laughs> He's nine and one with six knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. He's won three straight. He was the Aries champ, plus two ninety on him. Uh, Cortez Acosta, six and zero, oh. three knockouts, one submission. He's won two straight fights via TKO. He was one and zero in Bellator. He was the LFA champ. Four inches of height. I don't think I have a reach for other guys. So you probably would assume he would have a bit of a reach advantage as well. It's a, it's, it's probably much more than four inches. You think? He, yeah, he's got gotcha. long, long arms, does he? Uh, minus uh, 333 is a number on him. 
Yeah, and Suzart just doesn't have long arms. Um, yeah, I'm taking Waldo Cortez Acosta. I'm not really sold on him on being a, like a decent or good heavyweight, mostly because I, I think his wrestling is kind of suspect. Um, he he got taken down in a fight I watched pretty easily, and by single legs, double legs, body takedowns, like he can get taken down by a lot. But he's got like because he comes from a boxing background, he's got a good jab, which you don't see on a lot of heavyweights. He's got a really nice one two that's sharp and and he lands it for power. And he's he can even knock out people late in the fight. Suzart isn't gonna try to wrestle him. He's just gonna try to box with him. And Suzart, if, if you thought Hamdi Aldahawab was had a a sloppy boxing game, wait until you see Danilo Suzart. This dude just throws windmills, dude. It looks like uh. You know that episode of The Simpsons when Bart and Lisa are playing hockey and Bart is just windmilling punches towards Lisa? Or no, Lisa's windmilling punches towards Bart. It looks like that. Like, he just throws, like, these wild overhands. And, like, he's back, you know, to his to his, uh, his credit, he's backed a few guys up and landed those. But, like, I don't think he's going to land it against Cortez Acosta. I, I think he's just going to look really dumb doing it. He's going to come up short with a bunch of them. And then he's going to get popped. So, yeah, I, I'm going to take Waldo Cortez Acosta here. Does he make Juliana Pena look like a, a good striker? Or is it not that bad? <laughs> it, it, if you're if you're referring to the, the, the combination that Juliana throws on our Twitter page <laughs> that I it's better than that. But so is just about anything. Um, but I would say overall, we're a striker. <laughs> SGPN MMA is the Twitter account. If you want to check out her uh, windmill and punch it, not windmill, but yeah. Um, whatever whatever all right let's move on to we're gonna drop down to featherweights francis marshall versus connor matthews sounds like a hockey player but no he's he's a fighter um let's tell you about bad news matthews first he's five and oh one knockout four submissions so he's never gone to the distance in a fight he's won four straight fights via submission he's at plus 110 marshall is five and oh with four submissions won his last fight via submission Seven years younger than Matthews, got inch height on him, minus 105. So we got pretty much a pick em fight on the board. Dan's going to split the fine hairs here and tell you uh, where you might should go. Yeah, th- this one makes sense as a pick em too, because both of them have fought really low levels of competition. They've both fought like very classic journeymen. In fact, they've fought like two of the like the journeymen. Uh, Connor Matthews has fought Jay Ellis, uh, who you might know is having... I think he's like 17 and 90 in his career or something like that. He's like a a legend. And Francis Marshall has fought Ray Trujillo, who I think is like 22 and 27 or something like that. So like they've fought the classic journeyman and they fought O&O guys and they fought guys coming in on short notice at 0-4. Like they just have a very low level of opponents. And that makes sense. They're what are they like? You said five and oh and five and oh. Yeah. Um, the, The thing for me here is that Marshall is got like a really good wrestling game. Um, he, he comes from a wrestling background. He wrestled in high school. Um, and he trains with, uh, Kurt Pellegrino weirdly. Um, but at the same time, all of his striking is incredibly predictable. He throws a double jab and a right hand behind it. And that's like the only combination he has. Everything else is all one strike because like, he's clearly been on the heavy bag and been taught that one combination and hasn't really learned how to use it in any way other than to just use it every single time he feels like he's in range. So like, I love his wrestling background, but like he, his, the rest of it is just suspect. And the thing about Matthews is I have no idea how Matthews defends wrestling. He's a really good grappler when he's on top, 
but he's never fought anybody who wrestles him. Um, his jiu-jitsu is great. He's got great submissions. And he's got a lot of power in his hands and it's definitely way more nuanced in his striking. So I'm going to pick Matthews here. I, I think his striking is going to be problems for Marshall. If Marshall can't get in on a takedown or if like he can't hold Matthews down, he, he's going to be a fish out of water on the feet. I do open up the possibility here, though, that Marshall just like grinds out a 30-27 decision if Matthews does have suspect wrestling background um, or wrestling defense, rather. I just think it's going to be better than that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, with uh, Connor Bad News Matthews. There you go. His second dog of the night for Dan. No, he's not Two a dog. One, is he a dog? Plus 110. Yeah, plus, plus, plus 110 on Matthews. On, on Matthews? Yeah. Get out of here. Yep. He Marshall's opened the thing. He opened as a favorite. I had it uh, written up as he was negative 115. So if you can find Matthews, uh, it looks like the money's coming in on Marshall. That's crazy. Maybe let it go. Uh, get it. Yeah, get Matthews. In there. Yeah. As of as of what last night, uh, Saturday night when I did the write ups, he was at plus 110. So there you go. Um, if you, for some strange reason, don't listen to Dan's advice here and you find uh, on these picks and you find yourself needing some money, then Dave is the place for you to go. Hindsight is 2020. You can't change the past as in you didn't follow Dan's advice. So here's what you do. But what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. No, Dave isn't a person. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest or and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from your from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. It's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member of FDIC. Future you will thank you. Future you will also thank you if you play some more of these plays from Mr. Freeland, um, <clears throat> go to the co-main event if you want to call it a co-main event on uh, on this fight fight card. We're going to go drop down to flyweights. Shannon Ross versus Vinicius Salvador. Um, this, once again, is a all-male fight card. Um, so let me tell you about uh, Salvador. Phenomeno is his nickname. That's someone else's nickname, too, is it not? Um, I think. Yeah, it's, have, um, uh, it's Nor- Norma Dumont. Okay, okay. Uh, I knew it was a female fighter. I couldn't think of who it was. All right, well, this is not Norma Dumont. This is uh, Vinicius Salvador. Phenomeno, 13-4, 12 knockouts, one submission. So he's finished all of his wins. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. So he's gone in the distance one time. He's won three straight, all via TKO. Used to fight down at Bantamweight. Was a regional champion. Got an inch of height on Ross, seven years younger than him, plus 205 on him. Ross is the Turkish delight, despite being from australia and having ross does not sound like a turkish last name maybe it's the other side of the family that's turkish he he looks like he could possibly be turkish so i'll, yeah. I'll allow i'll allow that maybe his mom's turkish <laughs> he is 12 and 5 six knockouts one submission he's been knocked out once submitted once he's won five of his last six including his last fight however he's not fought since november of 2020 a lot of fights have fallen off since then uh he was a regional champ 2010 he's been uh, fighting since so it's a bit of a journeyman getting a shot here uh, minus 225. Despite all that, he is the sizable favorite here. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna go with Ross here too. Uh, part of the the thing about Salvador is he's really, really, really obvious with the strikes he's trying to throw. Um, he he fights with his hands low, which you see a lot of people do when they're like 
karate guys and they're trying to like kind of surprise you with where the strikes come from. But like for some reason, his are like really easy to see coming, despite the fact that he fights with his hands low. Um, I actually went back and watched his last fight because um, I'd seen him before, but I hadn't seen him recently. And so I went back and watched his last fight. He fought a Owen O debuting fighter um, who tagged him hard in like the first 30 seconds of the fight. Um, like he was woozy, looked like he might possibly go out. Um, just just look bad. Um so like the fact that he's he's like that easy to counter is really problematic against a guy like Shannon Ross because he faints really well and draws like his opponent's strikes out and like gets him out of position and then he counters right back especially with like he's got like a really nice counter right hand um he's also got really quick snapping leg kicks like he he's kind of a bright flyweight prospect I I do kind of like Shannon Ross he, he even wrestles a little bit if he needs to. Uh, I don't think he'll have to here, but he'll he'll need to if if somebody gets like if Venezia Salvador starts to find any success on the feet, he'll take him down. This, this is probably one of my more confident picks of the the whole one. Him and him and uh, Cortez Acosta, I think, you know, like we I think we had a, a parlay on on Costa and in uh, who was the other one who won uh, the the Pleasure Man Costa and the Pleasure Man last time. A, a Ross Waldo uh, parlay here would probably make sense. There you go, Ross. And so do you like Ross at minus 225? Is that number okay? Yeah, I, I think it's probably right where he belongs. Um, okay. It's actually come down a little bit too. I saw him originally at like t- 240, 250. I mean, like Salvador just like doesn't have a lot that like makes me think he could win. I mean, like he, he's going to try to knock him out, but like he's kind of sloppy in the way that he does that. And Ross fights like a very smart technical fight the way you would expect like you know, a guy about to get signed to the UFC at flyweight to fight, you know, like he, he fights the way that you should fight a smart fight. So yeah, I, I like Ross at negative 225 here. All right. Brings us to our main event of the evening. Charlie Campbell. That sounds like a hockey player name too. Uh, Charlie Campbell versus Chris Duncan at lightweight. Um, Chris, the problem Duncan eight and one, six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out one time. He was 0-1 in the Contender Series. He lost to... Uh, Claus. Yes, correct. He lost to Slavoklaus. He was probably the favorite heading into that, was he not? Um, or do, you remember, do you know off the top of your head or not? I can't remember exactly. I know he was the favorite against... Because uh, he actually was booked twice on that season. He was supposed to fight Manuel yeah. Gaksha, um, who missed weight badly. As a matter of fact, I don't think Gaksha ever even made it to the scale. So then Duncan got pulled from the fight card with no opponent... They set him up for a fight like three weeks later with Slava Claus, who's like a, you know, a completely different kind of striker than than Gaksha. So he he like didn't really have a training camp that was like Slava Claus focused, which I think probably cost him there. Minus 135. So he was light favorite heading into uh, the Slava Claus fight. So um, but no shame losing to uh, the Claus. So. All right, back to his breakdown. He did win his last fight. He was 3-0 on Bellator as well. He used to fight up at welterweight, plus 135 on Duncan. Um, we got a, our second cannibal, Dan. We just had a cannibal in the UFC on the weekend. We have another cannibal trying to make his way in. Charlie, cannibal, or the cannibal, Campbell. 6-1 uh, and one with four knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. He's won five straight fights, three straight via knockout or TKO. 2-0 and on Bellator. Two years younger than Duncan, two inches taller, minus 140. Yeah, I'm going another dog here. I'm going Chris Duncan. Um, I've, I've got a lot. First of all, I've got a lot of faith in guys who are fighting on the contender series twice. The UFC clearly knows what they're doing when they give a guy a second right. chance. 
there are not a ton of people who have like messed up their second chance too. The second thing I really like is I, I went back and watched that fight with Slava and yes, Slava is a much better boxer uh, than, than uh, Chris Duncan is. But Chris Duncan, I, I don't think a lot of people remember, was backing Slava up for a lot of that fight. And when Slava hit him hard the first time, he took him down. Um, and he took him down fairly easily. And not just once when he was stunned, but then went back to it with like a big slam later in the fight. So like he got two really good takedowns on Slava before Slava obviously landed the big bomb in the second round. So, like, I think the the lack of a training camp for him really cost him, um, you know, like a, a training camp specific to Slava. And now he's getting a training camp specific for Charlie Campbell, who I think is substantially worse. Um, and here's the thing about Charlie Campbell. You know, I, I mentioned before uh, people who use a lot of energy. Charlie Campbell's a guy who uses a lot of energy, kind of like Billy Goff. He, he's really frantic in there. He almost looks like he's, like, over-amped up in all of his fights. Um, and he also does things that are like openly wasting his energy. Like he, he loves throwing a spinning elbow. He'll throw a spinning elbow like 10 times in a fight. In the last one of his fights I watched, he threw that spinning elbow like eight times. And not only did he throw that spinning elbow like eight times, he kept getting his back taken when it happened because the guy saw it coming and just like latched onto him. And a couple of times hit like, you know, basic mat return type takedowns and stuff like that. And so, like, I think if Campbell does that against Duncan, Duncan's takedown offense is good enough that he will just take him down and work him over on the map. Because that's the other thing about Chris Duncan is while Slava did a good job getting back up because he's Slava, like, he he is he's TKO'd a lot of people on the ground like that. And he's got a good guillotine choke. And, like, Duncan is just, like, a very game dude once he gets you to the mat. So I'm wor- I, I think Campbell is going to tire himself out. I think the spinning attacks are going to give up his position all the time. And I actually think Duncan can probably just pick him apart on the feet anyway. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Duncan here to to tire him out and, and get him out of there probably late in the fight. So there you go. All five fights broken down. Three underdogs for you. In less than half an hour, we did it, too. Amazing. Um, so who's going to get contracts um, so this week, Daniel? Man, it, it, I really do think that if either of the guys who I picked who are fighting for the second time win – that, that's usually like a yeah. gimme as long as they look decent. Um, you know, the, he always says the UFC needs heavyweights. Um, Waldo Cortez Acosta is a boxer. So like if he wins, he's probably going to knock out Danilo Suzar. So like probably him. Um, I, I will say if, if Matthews looks anything like he has in cage Titans, um, which is where he's fought most of his fights. I think he fought one in CES too. If, if Connor Matthews looks anything like that, they'll sign him because he's just like so quick to a finish all the time. Like anytime he stuns somebody, I would say if I think anybody is going to get left off, you know, like if everybody who I predicted wins gets left off, um, I'd probably be the least surprised that Shimon Smotritsky gets left off because sometimes he is overly patient. Um, I could also see them leaving Shannon Ross off just because he also is like patient and technical and a flyweight and probably won't get a finish. So like I could see them leaving them off, but I could also see this being a week where Dana's like, that was better five contracts. Yes, that's true. He may, it may be knee jerk the other direction. Very, very true. So, so there you go. Uh, Anything else to say about this week of uh, contender series or are we, are we putting this one to bed early? We're, we're uh, just get excited and go ahead and get in the uh, the the Discord in, for Fight Night. 
Yep, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discard is the place to be every night, especially on fight nights, such as Tuesday night. Uh, so make sure you get in there. Um, check out the Twitter feed, SGPNMMA. Uh, my Twitter is Jeff Fox Writer. Daniels is Gumby Vreeland. Read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And my MMA stuff is over at moneymma.substack.com. Uh, later in the week, you can hear Dan's Top Turtle MMA podcast. Sometimes he has contender series people on it, so you never know. Um, anything else to say before I, I say adios, Dan? No, I think you got it all. Good. Wednesday. We will be back Wednesday with our breakdown. Uh, part one of our breakdown of this weekend's UFC fight night from the UFC Apex. Um, Wednesday, Thursday will be our breakdowns of that. So until then, I will remain the Turkish delight, Jeff Fox. He will remain the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland, and we'll talk to you Wednesday. Bye.